yo, it's me, it's me, it's DDP. Bark. Hello and welcome to the Day Day Podcast where we talk all things basketball, wrestling and other things if I want to. Today we'll be talking about SummerSlam 2021. It's finally here. We're gonna talk about it. Uh, we're gonna talk about SummerSlam first because it was the one on Saturday. And we'll be talking about NXT TakeOver 36 on Friday. But yeah, but first... SummerSlam. Oh man, uh, there's actually a lot to live up to this show because, well, someone debuted uh, the day before on AEW Rampage. I mean, I think you've seen, uh, you know, me posting it on Twitter, Facebook, pretty much anything I could put it in. Uh, CM Punk has debuted in AEW Rampage. And yeah, like, uh, I was very, uh, if you heard the podcast before, I was very skeptical on CM Punk's return. I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put it here because I mean, you know, like, it's probably gonna be, you know, looming my head every time I uh, do this review. But yeah, anyways, uh, I was very skeptical, um, I was very skeptical on the CM Punk return because I didn't want to believe it before I see it. Plus, he's pretty. I believe he is. Uh, he's forty-two. He's on John Cena's age, so like I was very skeptical of him. You know, going back to the ring after seven years, but it didn't really hit me until the night before, where you know, like if CM Punk returns. Oh, this is gonna be amazing. If he doesn't return, it is the biggest blue ball in like you know wrestling history. But he did, he did actually, and they started the show with it, which is uh, a very wise de- decision. And wow, like uh, this is the second time this year that you know uh, I look at the moment and then you know I see. You know, I see why I love wrestling. It's because of moments like this. And yeah, like, wow. You know, you could see him on the ramp, you know, just taking it all in. Like, holy hell. Like, you know, just, wow. Like, there's no words to describe that return. And, you know, like, he's still really good on the mic. Holy hell, he's still really good on the mic. And apparently, um... Uh, his trainers uh, said that you know he, it's like he never left so let's see because you know like he's gonna be at all out facing Darby Allen and Darby Allen is pretty good so yeah okay 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 let's let's turn back to SummerSlam because you know this is a SummerSlam review not an AEW review uh, we're going back First on the pre-show where Big E defeated Baron Corbin in the short match uh, for, I guess, uh, the Money in the Bank contract, I guess. But yeah, nothing to say here. Just a good showcase for Big E. 
And, you know, I hope we get a successful cash-in for him sooner or later, whether it is on Bobby Lashley or on Roman Reigns. You know, regardless of, you know, who he cash in, like, I just hope it's successful and we get, like, a title reign until WrestleMania, probably. But, yeah. Um... Okay, let's go to the card now. Uh, our first match, RK Bro versus AJ and Omos for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Uh, new AR for Orton. Um... You know, uh, apparently uh, he has been doing this uh, new AR, uh, you know, like this, uh, I guess this snake figure. I think it's Viper, but, you know, it's not a Cobra. So, thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> that's another person. But, yeah, yeah, they put in the Viper as an AR. Uh, I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind the ARs anymore. Like, you know, every time I see it now, they, uh, they've used it enough. Like, you know, I don't mind it anymore. Like, you know, because but when they uh, first used it, it was, like, very bothering. Uh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, new AR, new mustache as well for Randy Orton. Like, hell yeah. He looks like a dad. <laughs> he looks like a dad. He looks... Yeah, I saw I saw a picture on... Uh, I, I think it was Facebook. It's like, you know, like... He looks like freaking Chavo. Like, from a Chavo Guerrero. Like, you know, like... How he looks now, he looks pretty much the same. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, he looks like freaking Chavo. Uh, I guess. Holy hell, that's that's so weird. But anyways, um, uh, it's, I I mean I don't watch Raw. I just um I just look at the updates on what Raw has done, and it looks like RK Bro is the best thing going on there right now. Um. It's probably the best thing going right now because, um, you know, WWE Championship, they have uh, Goldberg and Lashley Women's Division is pretty trash. So, like, uh, RK Bro is, like, you know, the only thing that I would look forward to, you know, if I watch Raw. So, like, yeah, um, that's pretty good. That's pretty good since Riddle is, you know, they really want to put Riddle up and, you know, uh, pairing him with Randy Orton is pretty good, uh, as well as you know this next pairing, uh, AJ and Omos. Uh, Omos, uh, you know, what they're doing with Riddle and Omos is pretty good in that you know they're pairing uh, their veterans with uh, feature stars. Uh, they've been doing that a lot in AEW. Uh, you know, Darby Allen, like I said, uh, he's paired up with Sting. Uh, I believe. Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts is paired with Lance Archer, and then uh, Tully Blanchard is paired with FTR. You know, like these uh, veterans, uh, you know, being paired with this uh, young stars is pretty good. You know, but you know the people I mentioned in AEW, I hope they don't wrestle that much. You know, if they wrestle, like holy hell, uh, there are sixty year olds, uh, sixty plus. So, uh, please no. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, uh, we start this match with uh, Randy Orton and Styles going at it. Until uh, Randy tags in Riddle once he gets control of Styles. Uh, R Riddle wants Randy to hold up his hand. 
and then Riddle uh, jumps on his hand and does a floating bro onto Styles from Randy's hand. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, pretty much a lift up. Uh, they pretty much did the lift up, but you know, Riddle did a floating bro instead of a backflip, which is insane. Uh, Styles also does uh, assistant offense with Omas. Uh, Styles did uh, assisted Tornado DDT off of Omas. I thought they were going to go for the Magic Killer. But I think, yeah, no. WWE, I think WWE has banned the Magic Killer. <laughs> yeah, I think they've banned the Magic Killer, you know, from doing the Magic Killer. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, he, AJ Styles hop off Omas and then, you know, uh, hold the uh, God Riddle said for a Tornado DDT. Um, pretty much, uh, Styles and Omas uh, to control after that, and then uh, Orton got the hop tag, and you know this Orton, Randy Orton things. Uh, Randy Orton things, you know the the uh, the suplex, the uh, no, not suplex. A crossbody suplex, I guess. But, uh, I can't remember the name of the, that uh, suplex, but yeah, uh, you know DDT off the second rope, uh, you know clotheslines here and there, you know, you know Randy Orton things. Uh, but yeah, uh, he tries to go for the RKO, but uh, almost saves AJ. Uh, and then the match ends with uh, AJ missing the phenomenal forearm. And then Orton tries to hit the RKO, but AJ rolls him up. And then uh, Randy Orton finally hits the RKO onto AJ Styles for the tree. Um, yeah, pretty short match actually. Uh, you know, there was uh, one spot where uh, Omos uh, pretty much, uh, you know, gets rid of the air to choke slam off the apron. And then, you know, tries to inflict more damage into Riddle. You know, because why not? And then, uh, you know, gets paid for it. You know, just runs straight to the post. Uh, but yeah, like this is a pretty fun match. Uh, it's only, it's my only complaint is just it's a little bit short. Uh, you know, I give them like a couple of minutes, and you know, I tr I trust these people now, like these four pe individuals, to go like around fifteen minutes, fifteen twenty minutes now. So, um, them having a pretty short match to start the show, uh, I wish it could have gone more minutes because, uh, they're filling in four minutes in the show. And, yeah, uh, you know, just like this next match, uh, Eva Marie versus Alexa Bliss. Why is this in the card? Why is this on the SummerSlam card? Uh, why is this happening on SummerSlam? Um, you know, the card immediately, uh, deflated once, you know, they put Eva Marie versus Alexa Bliss. Uh, but, eh, you know, there's, uh, there's a sign here, uh, on the crowd where, you know, pretty much, uh, says what, you know, the crowd thinks of Eva Marie in that, you know, uh, the, the sign said, uh, Eva is worse than an airport to a sandwich. Uh, I think that's pretty hilarious, um, and it really encapsulates how uh, Eva Marie is being uh, looked at by the WWE universe. Uh, but anyways, uh, uh, there's nothing much to say here. Uh, 
Eva Marie slaps the doll, repre- uh, you know, the Lily doll repeatedly. And, you know, uh, even at one point uh, slaps, smacks Alexa Bliss with the doll uh, as well. And, you know, that pisses off Alexa Bliss. And, you know, Alexa Bliss did all of, all of her moves. Uh, did not hit the Twisted Bliss. Uh, you know, tries to, uh, Eva Marie tries to go for the roll-up after Twisted Bliss. Bliss, but uh, Alexa ends the match with the DDT after. Um, yeah, again, like you know, nothing to say here. Uh, you know, very short match. Uh, it should not have been on the card. It should have been on Raw. Uh, you know, I wouldn't mind it being on Raw. But yeah, uh, after the match, uh, Dewdrop announces that Eva Marie is the loser of the match. Uh, that is pretty cool uh you know that's pretty funny and then you know she takes her robe poses it with it and you know just leaves <laughs> just you know just leaves eva marie in the ring uh you know i hope uh they use piper niven uh they use piper niven well now after this uh you know i, I mean uh, she's gonna have a feud with Eva Marie. She's gonna carry Eva Marie in good matches, but you know, like other than that, like we hope. I I hope that you know, uh, Dewdrop gets a push after, you know, a mini push. Uh, after the match, uh, Mario Lopez is backstage. Uh, I don't know why he's here, but uh, you know, he's now. Uh, they did a couple of interviewers in this. Uh, uh, backstage segments uh, they, they don't use like the, you know the raw interviewer or the Smackdown interviewer to use celebrities and this uh, example here uh, Mario Lopez interviews uh, RK bro I think that is pretty cool I think you know uh, Randy Orton is still trying to get used with this RK bro thing but you know uh, yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool it's pretty cool tag team uh, not gonna lie it's pretty like pretty cool uh and i hope they uh don't lose the belts immediately wink wink uh i'm not doing anything you know i haven't uh, raw hasn't happened yet once i've recorded this uh but yeah uh next match uh damien priest versus uh undashing shameless <laughs> yeah no, yeah shameless has a protecting mask now he's been doing that for a while and um yeah uh you know whenever i see that you know that protective match i protect protective mask uh i always think of you know cody rhodes and his uh undashing run back in 2011 and you know he was a really good heel back then for the intercontinental title like you know he was a really good heel back then but yeah undashing sheamus versus damon priest for the united states title uh, apparently they did a championship contenders match a month ago, uh, which uh, Damon Priest won against Sheamus. Uh, they really need to stop uh, doing this uh, championship contenders matches. Uh, it doesn't really do anything. Uh, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't make the champion strong, and uh, it doesn't make the challenger look good i mean the challenger looks good because they beat the champion but you know uh uh you know aside from roman reigns you know they haven't looked 
I, they haven't put their uh, champion in this pretty strong position. So, like, you know, like, again, yeah, championship contenders matches uh, makes the champion look weak. And we kind of don't want that, uh, you know. Uh, just put him in the match. You have a whole roster that you can use to, you know, uh, build up this uh, few, uh, you know, build the challenger up to uh, to challenge for the title. And you don't use it. You know, you use the champion instead, which is pretty bollocks. Uh... <laughs> that is uh that is my uh attempt to stay PG you know I, I don't want to cuss but you know sometimes WWE you know their booking uh we'll see later uh they want want me to you know uh they want me to swear so much on them but anyways um uh this is a pretty uh strike fast match uh at the start uh Damien Priest uh, goes for his usual spot uh, where he steps on the second rope and dives to the outside. But, uh, you know, when he dove uh, when he dove to the outside, uh, Sheamus only catches his uh, right foot. Uh, yeah, nasty landing for uh, Damien Priest there. Uh, uh Priest keeps striking him, uh, you know, repeatedly with kicks and punches, but Sheamus drives Priest to the post to counter a roundhouse kick. Uh, you know, Damon Priest does pretty good roundhouse kick. Uh, uh, it's not, you know, like the big guy's roundhouse kick. Uh, he he does, you know, like uh, spinning roundhouse kick. Yeah, spinning. Uh, yeah, spinning roundhouse kick. Yeah, that's what he does. Like. Yeah, uh, Priest tries to do that, catches, uh, Sheamus catches it, and, you know, uh, drives him to the post. Uh, and after that, Sheamus keep, uh, keeps targeting Priest's back for a good while uh, after that. Uh, they really, uh, they really should, uh, if they want Sheamus to win here, uh, they really should have brought back the Cloverleaf. Uh, and you know that with all this uh, back action for Priest, but uh, that was not the intention of the match. Uh, but yeah, uh, Sheamus uh, does the ten beats of the Baron as well. Uh, but you know, once he gets to like five, he stops because you know the crowd was counting with him. You know, like this pretty good heel tactic. You know, like. Uh, when the crowd uh, joins you, it's like, nope, nope, stop it, stop it, stop it. Uh, yeah, uh, that's pretty That's pretty good heel tactic from Sheamus. Uh, and it should be because he's a heel. Uh, Priest finally gets momentum after a tornado TDT. And uh, continues to strike him again with kicks and punches. Uh, actually, yeah, Damon Priest's offense has been like, you know, they're... It has no submissions, and it has uh, no uh, no offense in which uh, the f match uh, uh, slows down. So it's really up to the opponent to slow down the match. Uh, but yeah, anyways, um, there was a cool spot in which uh, Sheamus uh, goes to the top rope, uh, but. I and then uh, Priest tries to choke slam him off the top rope, but instead of instead what happened it was 
uh, Seamus walks to like around the middle. Uh, I, now uh, around the middle of the top rope, he tight ropes on the top rope to deliver a neck breaker to using the ropes. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, I sometimes uh, forget how good Seamus is. Uh, we should not push him to the moon. Uh, we should not push him to the main event picture. Uh, but uh, if he, you know, he he really goes, he really goes, and you know, this is an example of uh, a match where uh, he goes, and you know, he performs well, you know, in these kinds of matches. But anyways, uh, Damien Priest goes off, uh, tries to do a disaster kick, I guess. Yeah, disaster kick. But uh, Seamus uh, counters with a broad kick. Uh, I thought that was sweet. Uh, Seamus trying to counter uh, top rope moves with... Uh, no, not even top rope moves. Uh, you know. Uh, Mid-air counters with a broad kick is pretty good. Uh, the one he had on SummerSlam with Riddle was pretty sweet. Like, you know, that was brutal. Uh, but, yeah, like, I've been loving this uh, broad kick... Uh, mid-air counters uh but yeah uh, shameless pushes positions uh damon priest onto a heel hook but priest grabs the mask off shameless's face and you know uh tears it off and then you know <laughs> he screams bitch boom <laughs> you know like yeah just uh, so many punches onto shameless's face after that and then uh, you know, he gains momentum and uh, does a roundhouse kick, you know, the spinning spinning roundhouse kick that he does and uh, does, uh, you know, finishes the match with the reckoning. Uh, pretty good match with the brawler and the striker. Uh, WWE matches usually doesn't rely on um, uh, fighters style, you know, like uh with ray and uh you know i believe like ray and angle uh you know luch versus submission specialists you know they sometimes use that uh but you know they sometimes use that use that but not often uh they don't really rely on that you know fighter fighters different st styles but they really showcase that they hear with Damien Priest being the striker and then Sheamus being the brawler that he is and I think that that made the match uh, pretty good on my perspective um, after this uh, they showed uh, NXT TakeOver commercial uh, again we'll be talking about that on Friday and a commercial for WWE 2K22 that is being delayed to March 2022 I believe, uh, you know, that is around SummerSlam weekend, and I believe that is when uh, AEW is supposed to, uh, you know, uh, publish their game as well, uh, 2022. Uh, if, I mean, if if I want to choose between WWE 2K and then AEW, like, yeah, I probably do AEW, you know, especially if they got the NJPWP there and then you know uh dlc 
of Punk and Brian and then, you know, everyone else. But, you know, holy hell, that's a pretty big DLC. That's a pretty big roster as well uh, of, you know, people that I can use. But, yeah, like, holy hell, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for 2K games, you know, uh, wrestling games. Uh, hopefully, they don't suck. But, yeah. Uh, next match. Uh, we're finally going to get a SmackDown match here. Uh, Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus The Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Uh, very fast start. Onto the match with Ray doing the baseball slide and Dominic uh, doing a crossbody, and I believe it is a crossbody because uh, uh, he uh, lunged himself onto the Usos. But yeah, he almost uh, hit the apron, and you know that was almost pretty bad. Spring, just a springboard crossbody of a. Uh, he uses the second rope to get to top rope and then does crossbody, but he almost uh he almost hit the apron, which is almost pretty bad. Uh, but anyways, uh, Dominic tries to do uh, tr does no not tries to do does three amigos, uh, which is uh from you know Eddie Guerrero. I mean you know like it's been like what uh uh 16 years since that you know custody of dominic match but anyways uh i think that i thought that was pretty cool uh but you know on the third uh suplex uh jay uso uh gets the tag get the blind tag off and uh, pushes uh dominic uh once he gets to the top rope uh and after that uh uso Took control and slowed the match down a little bit. A little bit of uh, storytelling here and there. Uh, you know, uh, Uso's taunting um, Rey Mysterio a lot on this match. Uh, you know, pretty heel, pretty heelish. Uh, and it's usually uh, Jay Uso who does uh, the taunting, uh, which is a nice touch. Uh, if you know Jimmy Uso does the taunting, I don't think it will make sense. But you know. They pretty much died down on that angle now, which uh, you know, which is disappointing. You know, I want more. I want more so Samoan uh, stories, but you know, anyways, uh, it's fine. Uh, but you know, uh, Dominic finally tags Ray after uh, getting away from the Usos, and yeah, that's a huge pop uh, for the hot tag. Uh, you know, Ray does his things, but, you know, he gets super kicked after a while. Uh, you know, tries to do something uh, off the middle rope, but he gets super kicked once again. Got super kicked midair. Never gets old. Uh, super kick counter doesn't ever get old. Uh, even though, you know, I've seen it, like, time after time of time again. Uh, tanks AEW, but, yeah... <laughs> Yeah, uh, anyways, uh, the Usos retain after Ray missing a uh, very cocky uh, frog uh, frog splash. Uh, you know, after the 619, uh, he shimmies a little bit, uh, you know, signs of, uh, signs of Eddie Guerrero, and then misses 
the frog splash. Yeah, I mean, no, not miss the frog splash. I mean, I think it was because that, uh, I believe uh, Jimmy gets the knees up, uh, and then a double super kick to Ray, and then an Uso, Uso splash from Jay Uso to get the tree. Uh, pretty good match. Uh, it's just that we've seen this a lot. Uh, over the recent weeks, uh, you know, singles matches, uh, tag team match from Money in the Bank pre-show as well, uh, and uh, I believe like uh, uh, the night before Money in the Bank as well on uh, that three on three tag. Uh, yeah, we've seen this uh, combination a lot, so like it doesn't. It, it it has gotten stale uh for me but uh throughout this uh you know combination of matches uh, Ray uh has been teaching like you know uh Dominic to stay focused in the match and you know uh Dominic tries to cheat in a couple of matches uh and it's like uh, uh um yeah he has a he has, you know, sometimes heelish tactics, and that's fine, you know, for him to be neutral, I think that's fine, but yeah, uh, you know, he's been trying to teach Dominic to not get cocky and then stay focused in the match, and then eventually uh, Ray got cocky, you know, trying to get, you know, uh, doing that uh, Eddie Guerrero shimmy uh, before the frog splash and then uh that's how they lost the match so that's a little bit storytelling uh to look forward to after the match uh damon priest does a genuine interview i forgot the name of the interviewer uh, i believe it is a celebrity but anyways uh, I don't know them, so yeah, I forgot their name. Uh, but yeah, uh, Damon Priest does a genuine interview for winning the U.S. title. Uh, it's pretty babyface, but it's fine. Uh, it's completely fine. Uh, after that, we get a musical interlude from uh, Rick Boogs and King Nakamura. Cause why not? I mean, you know, you gotta get Nakamura in there. We're in SummerSlam. I mean, I don't mind it. Uh, I don't mind it a lot compared to the other segments that we're gonna get to but yeah it's always fun to see Nakamura and McAfee uh Nakamura uh Boogs and McAfee's antics with uh the Shinsuke team uh because that Shinsuke team is pretty good yeah and I would probably be Matt Pat McAfee every time you know uh that team uh gets played on the arena with Nakamura in it uh yeah uh, next match, ooh, ooh, uh, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair for the Ma SmackDown Women's Championship, except it's not, um, apparently Sasha, uh, Sasha Banks has been, hasn't been cleared for over a week now, and WWE has pushed, uh, this match, even though the promo, uh, promo with, uh, you know the the Cardi B team that is you know the summer official SummerSlam team, uh, they use that for this promo, uh, 
they did a whole build to the match for it to not happen and they knew that it's not gonna happen I don't know why WWE does this uh, you know if it's not gonna happen then don't advertise it and yeah like they did it before with uh, Austin but you know they had uh, Austin got written off with you know trying got a hit by a car by Rikishi I did it I did it for Dagak <laughs> but yeah I did it for Dagak uh, yeah uh, you know but uh, compared to this, like, you know, this was just atrocious, and apparently, uh, you know, we're gonna have Bianca Belair versus Carmella, uh, instead, uh, but, you know, we're not gonna get that, uh, you know, that's pro that's not gonna happen either, uh, Becca Lynch returns, uh, to the WWE to, uh, an amazing pop, uh, it's not, a, it's not as loud as CM Punk, the previous night, but yeah, it's still significantly loud. Uh, uh, but it's only the second biggest pop of the evening. Uh, we'll get to the other one later. Uh, you know, uh, Lynch takes out Carmella. Uh, you know, puts uh, drives him, uh, drives her straight to the ring steps, and you know, uh, poses with Bianca Belair in the middle of the ring. Uh, grabs a microphone. And says, uh, you know, why not have Lynch versus Belair right now for the women's championship? And I guess we're gonna have a match. Uh, unless, uh, yeah, except we didn't get a match. We got a squash. Uh, Lynch lands a forearm to Bianca Belair, and does a manhandle slam. One, two, three. Hello. What? Uh, yeah, but... Yeah, Becky Lynch is their new SmackDown Women's Champion. Apparently, she's gonna be heel now. I don't know why she's a heel. But anyways, uh... Uh, I don't know. I don't know why they did that. Uh, way to ruin your whole women's division, by the way. Uh, as if, you know, it's not already ruined. Uh, you know, they've only done, like, what? Uh... Bianca Belair, Banks, uh, Selena Vega, and Carmella for like the past four weeks. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's pretty much ruined. Um, yeah, yeah, if it wasn't ruined enough with the whole Raw Women's Division, you know. <laughs> but yeah, Bianca Belair has been built up since January. Hasn't. Pretty much hasn't lost. Barely has lost. Uh, you know. In uh, this whole run. As uh, since January. I believe she has only lost to Bailey Once. And that was a mixed tag match. But other than that. I can't remember. Uh, when Bianca Belair lost. And. Yeah. Like. You got her squashed in 20. You know. He got her to lose the title in 20 seconds. Not even 20 seconds, I think. I think it's only 10. But, yeah. Uh, pretty bad. Uh, you know. I guess that, uh, you know, if you're gonna put heat on Becky Lynch, that's the way to go. But, like, 
that is not the way to go really uh you could have put a low blow you could have put a distraction you know just beat her up with a chair like you know just do something other than this like you know don't bury your whole women's division by you know by having you know becky lynch as a heel like just don't do it oh man man like you know that sucks yeah that sucks i don't uh i don't anticipate smackdown women's division now and yeah that sucks anyways uh there was uh, uh, on commercial uh yeah i don't even know how to uh go next to that but yeah it was it was pretty bad uh speaking of pretty bad uh crown jewel was has been advertised and announced for october in saudi arabia uh i'm not doing any of these shows uh, you know any of these saudi arabia shows uh unless they are good i don't want to hate myself for doing this podcast you know just trying to get every pay-per-view and i'm not gonna do any saudi arabian pay-per-views because they usually suck um <laughs> yeah no no we're not gonna do you know crown jewel uh once we get back there is an interlude for uh Olympic gold medalist uh, Tanya Mensah-Stock and Gable Stevenson, because why not? You know, uh, they are. I believe both of them are WWE trainees uh, that is training to get to NXT. And you know, I really hope we see them in NXT in a bit. Uh, yeah, I really hope that they do well. They're probably they're probably gonna be future stars of the WWE. But, uh, yeah, or else they're going to be Chad Gable, you know, uh, who is also an Olympian and hasn't prospered. But, yeah, like, you know, let's see what happens to them uh, on the long road. But probably won't be seeing them again for the rest of the year. But, you know, uh, I don't know. Um, we're either not going to see them for the rest of the year or... We're going to see them sooner than later because of what they're going to do with NXT. But that's going to be on Friday. Uh, we're going to talk about that on Friday. Uh, next match, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. Is it just one man? It's a three-man band. Bye-bye. <laughs> Try a Bye-bye. Uh, but yeah. Uh, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the 3MB match that we wanted uh you know heat slater where you at you know they're the only one missing in this match uh apparently mcintyre's big sword has a name now which is angela yeah uh i don't watch raw but what the hell what the hell was that what the hell is that why why did you give a name to the sword the sword is already stupid enough but you know Eh, it's a uh, whatever. It's fine. Uh, nothing much to say here. Uh, if you're gonna book, you know, if you're gonna expect like a Drew versus Gender match and what it's gonna be for around six minutes. Yeah, that's basically what you know. That's basically this Drew versus Gender match. Uh, eventually, Drew hit the claimer for the win, uh, and then scares off. Veer and Shanky with, uh, you know, his sword, Angela. 
uh, what the hell, like, I can't believe what I'm saying, sometimes, you know, sometimes wrestling is that stupid, uh, you know, that they're naming their swords Angela, uh, they named a mop before, so, like, you know, it's not in the realm of, you know, unpredictability for WWE, but god damn, uh, anyways, uh, next match, uh, Women's Championship Triple Threat, uh, Nikki A.S.H., Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, uh, decent match, uh, not gonna lie, I'm not interested with this match at all, uh, uh, they already did uh, Nikki A.S.H. versus Charlotte Flair twice on Raw, and yeah, uh, yeah, I, this has been underwhelming, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it, but they had a decent match. They have a decent triple threat. There were some good spots there, like uh, the Charlotte moonsault that is always so beautiful when Charlotte hits it perfectly, and she hits it right here, and then tag team maneuvers with Rhea and Nikki. Uh, there was a part where, uh, you know, they lift Charlotte up, uh, you know, both of them lift Charlotte up, and then, of course, because it's Charlotte, you know, Charlotte counters it for a double DDT, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, there were some cool spots in the match, but I didn't really care for a lot for this match, uh, the ending of the match came when, uh, Nikki A.S.H. misses a crossbody, and then Charlotte's Charlotte locks in the figure eight to win, and she is now a twelve-time transitional champion. I hope this is not. Tra I don't know if this is going to be transitional, but you know, I yeah. Um, I really hope that you know. Uh, I was really hoping Nikki Ash would hold on for the money in the bank briefcase a little bit longer. And, you know, it just, you know, it just happens where, you know, uh, she just helped uh, Charlotte become a 12-time transitional champion. Yeah, and, you know, it sucks because, you know, you you really could have uh, built a star with Nikki A.S.H. And, you know, not get uh, booed by the crowd, you know. It's not over. It's already stale for the crowd uh, because of it. But, yeah, uh, anyways... Yeah, I really don't care about uh, the Raw Women's Division right now, uh, as you can tell. Uh, next match, uh, Edge versus Seth Rollins. Uh, this build is probably the best out of every match in SummerSlam. In which, uh, it is, uh, instead of, you know, like, Seth costing Edge uh, the match for at Money in the Bank, uh, it goes way back, this goes way back, uh, back in 2014, uh, there was a cutting, cutting edge segment between, uh, Seth Rollins, uh, in which, uh, Rollins, uh, in an, in an attempt to bring back the authority, uh, you know, attempts to curb stomp edge onto the Money in the Bank briefcase that he had back then, you know, and Cena stops them. Uh, Cena stops him for doing that uh, in order to bring back the authority. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah, pretty much they're titling it set. They're titling it seven years in the making, first time ever. 
And I really love that WWE leans on their history sometimes. I hope they do it often. They do. I hope they do it more often, because WWE only la- uh, lands on their leans on their history if there's like you know like something like first time ever something like this, which is a first time ever. You know their whole history and such. You know, yeah, they need to do that more. You know, not just on, you know, just a marquee matchup. Just pretty much every feud, uh, pretty much every title. You know, you could have uh, used their history. But anyways, uh, Seth Rollins comes out with his uh, drip. Uh, he looks like someone that is, uh, you know, uh, you know, a sergeant for the royal ha- uh, the royal mansion. I forgot what this called on UK. Those UK people would kill me now. Uh, but yeah, you know, like, uh, you know, that royal house that they have in the UK. Uh, you know, he looks like one of the surgeons there. Or, you know, him seeing an opera. Uh, you know, yeah. And then Edge comes out in the freaking brood entrance. The brood. I can't believe, you know, we're seeing a... You know, at least a glimpse of the brood entrance in 2021. That is insane. That is insane that we're still, you know, we had a glimpse with the freaking brood entrance in 2021. And I forgot how good that brood entrance was. And, you know, before uh, she, uh, before Edge uh, goes out to Menelingus, uh, you know, like, holy hell, like, brood entrance. That is, that is amazing. Uh, you know, the match starts, and the story of the match is, of course, Edge's surgically repaired neck because he is a sicko, and of course he'll do that. Uh, you know, that's something Edge would do for the business because he's insane. Uh, so you know, like, uh, yeah, the story of the match, uh, Edge, uh. Rollins repeatedly striking the neck, uh, repeatedly, uh, uh, repeatedly uh, weakening the neck for the curb stomp, and you know, they really built up uh, the curb stomp in which uh, it will be a career ender for Edge uh, because of that neck. Uh, yeah, uh, Edge tries to get momentum after uh, an attempted roll up. And a face buster, but loses the momentum after a frog splash from Seth. Edge uh, finally gets momentum in the match uh, and has his first flurry after a spinning neck breaker off the top rope. Holy hell, okay. Uh, Edge does uh, the execution. After a flurry, Edge does the executioner and then set, does the superplex. Uh, Falcon arrow combination and then Edge does a glam slam. Uh shades of, you know, his wife Bet Phoenix. I mean, you know, Bet Phoenix is doing good in commentary in NXT, but hell yeah. The sh- the glam slam shout out is pretty good. Uh uh Seth tries to stop Edge on the apron. But Edge pushes him onto the post, and then Edge spears Seth onto the outside. 
<laughs> like you know, like Edge. Like you know, every time Edge does a very dangerous move, like I, I wins, I wins because you know, like, uh, he's a very old man, uh, and you know, like he has neck neck issues for a while. So like you know, like holy hell. So yeah, um, uh, set counter set counters the spear with the pedigree. Like uh, he did on uh, Money in the Bank 2016 with Roman Reigns, uh, you know, set counters to spear with the pedigree. Uh, Pat McAfee uh, has a great line here in which you know he says that the authorities would love that uh, you know pedigree, uh, you know shades of set being the author being with the authority back in 2014. Uh, set tries to get. Uh, tries to uh, set tries to go for the phoenix flash but edge counters with a spear and you know for a 2.9999 uh set tries to stop edge again uh, later in the match but edge counters with the educator you know like he's pulling out all the stops here edge accusion educator uh edgeomatic as well uh a little a little bit uh on the flurry that he edge had uh yeah edge counters with the educator uh set rolls him up but edge kicks out and sh gets him straight to the cross face cross face uh set tries to go for the ropes but uh edge rolls him back to the center of the ring uh set tries to get out of the cross face again and uh edge was not having none of it uh, edge bashes set's head uh, to the mat repeatedly like a couple of times like really just bashing his head like you know like a maniac and then uh, you know putting a set back again in the cross face and set finally taps out um, weird decision here for set uh, tapping out uh, because he was supposed to be the number one contender for Roman but I don't mind Edge winning here. Like I don't mind it at all. Uh because this was easily the match of the night. Uh good lord. Uh you know, I don't mind Edge winning as well. Uh because Seth never hit the stomp. And you know, the stomp is built being built up as a move that is career ending, which is great. Uh you know, so Seth still came out strong after the loss. Uh because he never hit his like really really big moves um yeah yeah and they made edge strong as well and you know edge is not afraid to use pretty much every move that he has on his arsenal uh we saw the educator the edge omatic the executioner like the spear like you know so met so much edge moves like you know that he did he does on the past and you know he he needed all of that just to uh win against set Rollins, which is you know uh says a lot about what set does but anyways after the match uh miz and morrison uh goes to the ring uh you know tries to do uh you know uh pro impromptu uh moist tv 
and a new day comes out and drowns them in the dripstick. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that happened. Uh, yeah, they really uh should have let like uh like RK Bro versus AJ and Almas or uh Mysterious Dusos have that like what like five minutes of the show, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I really didn't like that. And I love the new day as well. So yeah. Uh anyways, next match, uh Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg for the WWE championship. This match should have really been Lashley versus Lesnar. But oh well. Uh I guess we get Lashley versus Goldberg. I mean, you know, I don't mind uh uh Lashley versus Goldberg. Uh, this match was supposed to be quick as well, but it actually went a bit slower than I thought it would be. Uh, you know, there's uh, there's some very, very fast-paced offense here with uh, Goldberg uh, spearing Lashley on ringside. Uh, you know, tries to go for stuff, and then Lashley just dominates the match after, after that. Um, and... Yeah, we were supposed to have the end of the match, but Goldberg apparently injures himself. And the match had to be stopped. Uh, you know, Lashley wins by ref stoppage. And that sucks. Um, and then, you know, uh, Goldberg's son came out over the barricade, went straight to the ring. And Lashley just puts him immediately in the hurt lock. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. That was great. Like you know, putting uh putting Goldberg's son into a hurt lock just immediately, and yeah, uh, you know, releases him uh after a while, and then Embry P says, you know, uh we didn't know it was your son. Uh, we thought it was a fan trying to hijack the show, and you know, just apologizes, you know, ca- jokingly Goldberg and then leaves. Uh, I thought that is great. Like you know, like the build to uh, Lashley versus Goldberg has been meh so far with uh, Goldberg spearing Lashley a couple of times. But yeah, I was really hoping uh, Lashley went clean in here, but I think that yeah, I think that was the plan when uh, before Goldberg got injured. Uh, if we're we're gonna see this again, they're probably be crown jewel or survivor series but yeah uh yeah i'll save it for crown jewel so i don't you know i don't need to cover it uh yeah but yeah oh well oh well what you know injuries are inevitable you know when wrestling and it sucks that it had to be rep stoppage and yeah, finally, uh, the main event of their evening, uh, Roman Reigns versus John Cena for the Universal Championship. Uh, yeah, this was big fight feel. Like, uh, there was, uh, I love uh Cena's Titantron uh for his entrance. Uh, not only did he get new Titantron, uh, he also showed like all of his sixteen championships, like, uh. They didn't have like the big uh Titantron that they usually have for uh Raw and SmackDown and Money in the Bank as well. Uh but they had like, you know, the streamers uh, that 
these mini trons that you usually see on uh something like a basketball game or a baseball game but yeah um and it shows like you know it just circles all of cena's 16 championships and he also has a cer he also has he also has a shirt uh in which um he uh showcases all of his 16 titles at the back of his uh at the back of his shirt which is i thought that was pretty cool uh roman reigns uh goes out with the usos and paul Heyman. paul Heyman uh uh, and then he asked Paul Heyman to send the Usos to the back straight away, you know, just you know, just in case, uh, you know, uh, picture of the bloodline there, you know, just because they need to. Uh, but yeah, uh, the match starts. I mean, it doesn't necessarily start right away. Uh, you know, seeing seeing uh, like you know hyping up the crowd and then you know saying that yeah. Uh, you know, did you hear that, Roman? Uh, you know, it's not about you. It's about me winning this title for the 17th time in a row. And, yeah. Yeah, their promos have been really great as well in SmackDown. Like, you know, they really went there into, like, stuff. Uh, you know, uh, John Cena saying, uh, you know, Roman Reigns got protected by the Shield. And then, you know, almost ruined Seth Rollins and moved Dean Ambrose out of the WWE. That was great. Uh, and then Roman, like, you know, saying that, uh, I believe it was, you know, the, uh, the day before in which, you know, he says that, uh, you know, he beats, he beats his challengers so bad that they don't use them anymore. <laughs> that is, that is the most savage thing I've ever heard from Roman. Like, you know, I beat them so bad that the WWE doesn't know how to use them anymore. Uh, Cesaro, Kevin Owens, Nakamura, like, you know, like, holy hell. <laughs> that is great. That's a great line from Roman. But anyways, anyways, uh, I, I never knew roll-ups could be so psychological in wrestling until the start of this match. Um, Cena tries to roll Roman up like immediately uh, a couple of times and you know Cena taunts Roman you know one two you know he only needs one two three you know like he only does one two and you know, signs to Roman one two as well is pretty good it's pretty hilarious after those shenanigans it's time to properly start the match and Roman dominates of course he does he keeps trash talking to the crowd like uh, he keeps Cena down, you know, something like a shoulder tackle or um, a clothesline, and then he uh, he taunts to the crowds like, you know, you came here for me, you came here for me. Like there were so many good bits of Roman trash talk in that match. It's it's just insane. Uh, there was something like um when he got um Cena uh. Cena down, and then you know he got him in the corner, something like that, and then uh, he says to like um, he says to the camera, he's he uh, looks right at the camera, is like, hey, uh, movie directors, movie executives, hey Hollywood, I'm sorry, I need to apologize to you because I'm a whoop his ass. 
<laughs> like you know, like you know, just so good as a trash talker is insane. Like you know, um, you know, he says like it could be in Denver right now. Uh, this is a cakewalk. Your five moves of doom, this that's just light work. You know, like, like. <laughs> Like, the amount of trash talk that Roman has had for, like, the first, like, what, 15 minutes of this match is insane. Uh, he's, he's so good. He's he's so good. Like, uh, you know, like, he says, you know, I'm going to beat your ass. You know, he looks at the crowd. Uh, he looks at the crowd and looks at the someone, like, on the front row. I'm going to beat your ass, too. <laughs> like, you know, like, holy hell. Just proper heel heat for Roman and I love it. Anyways, um uh I also noticed like Cena's hair. Uh, Cena's hair is he's more of a dad now. Uh I don't know why his hair is like, you know, fully perked up. Uh and uh after the match this hair is not perked up anymore. Um this hair was messy. Uh yeah, like this hair was yeah, I usually don't see Cena's hair as messy as this. Like, you know, it's everywhere. It's going to the right, to the left, to the backward. And, like, you know, <laughs> so much, you know, so much messy hair coming from Cena. But anyways, uh, you know, Roman dominates for a while. Like, you know, like, yeah, I, like I said, 15 minutes around. It's not 15 minutes, but it felt like 15 minutes. But anyways, uh... You know, he was in control for a while. And then, uh, Cena tries to finally rally after another uh, attempted roll-up. But, uh, gets snuffed again, uh, with a Superman punch momentarily. Uh, and then, you know, Roman tries to go for a spear. And, uh, Cena counters it with a kick. And then Roman falls down right into the five-knuckle shuffle. And then goes for the AA for a 2.5 count. Uh, Cena goes to the outside. As Roman is already on the outside. Roman goes in. You know, as Cena drops to the uh, to the uh, ringside. Instead of, you know, he went from the apron to ring. Uh, Roman immediately hits him with a drive, drive by. And I thought that was sick. Uh, Roman tries to follow, follow that up with, I guess, a spear. And then uh, Cena catches him and then puts him an AA to the table and then gets him back, you know, realizes this, you know, it's a chance for him to win the match. Uh, rolls Roman back to the ring and then, uh, you know, for the pin and then he gets a 2.9999. Good lord, uh, you know, like, I keep forgetting that we're uh, dealing with two really good kickout artists in the game here. In the match here, like you know, like uh, they know how you know, f they really know how to kick out that 2.99999. Like you know, like hell yeah, like you know, just uh, toying with the crowd here, like so much. Uh, Roman hits this, uh, no, not. Roman misses the spear and then hits the post, and then uh, Cena goes for a super AA, you know, the. AA off the second rope, and then that gets a 2.999 as nine as well, and then Cena, I don't know, it is weird. Like um, uh, he says Roman needs to get embarrassed, 
and then taunts with the you know the wow that Roman does, and then he get, I guess he goes for a spear. I don't know what he was going for, and then you know like, and then Roman punches him, and then Cena punches, him, and you know it leads to an exchange of blows, and until uh, Roman gets the upper hand, hits two Superman punches, and a spear, and that is enough. That is enough. Only one spear for John Cena to. Uh, get defeated by Roman Reigns. Uh, there's no time to waste, though, as you know, Roman can't even celebrate. Like he was, uh, he was standing on John Cena's face. He was gonna do the "You can't see me" onto John, and then no, 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 they just you know just Brock Lesnar's music come out. <laughs> that, is my, <laughs> that is my rendition of you know Brock Lesnar's theme. You know. Dun, 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 dun. Like you know, like you know, Brock Lesnar team uh, team plays, and then here comes Brock Lesnar the Butcher. You know, he's you know he's he's been uh cooking some meat. He's been he's been cutting some meat with his Dean Ambrose cosplay of you know uh jeans and a black uh tank t- no not tank top uh uh black uh. <coughs> You know, jeans and then black sando. And then, uh, you know, his man bun, his beard. Oh, holy hell. A completely new look for Brock Lesnar. He looks like he's been doing the farm well. Uh, but he looks jacked. Like, he looks obvi- ridiculously ripped. Like, uh, at the end of uh, his uh, uh, run... Uh, it was like what Royal Rumble 2020. There was like uh you know, uh his stomach is like you know like very very laid out like you know it's not he's not as ripped as before. But looking at here like holy hell he looks jacked. He looks jacked. Um, I don't know how is that possible. Uh, and you know like uh Michael Michael Cole is amazing. In uh, this return, like you know, uh, he, first he nails Cena, he nails Cena's return, and then Brock Lesnar's return. He almost swore, like you know, like, <laughs> like you know, he says, "Oh my God, you've got to be kidding me!" But you know, like you know, Michael Cole is like, "Holy sh!" He almost, he almost swore, and then you know, and Pat McAfee said, "Like, say it, say it, say the swear." <laughs> It was amazing. It was amazing. Michael Cole was flipping out on commentary, and I love it. Every time he flips out on commentary, uh, you know, and you know, uh, he sounds like a fan. It's amazing, and Pat McAfee really uh, got him out of him. You know, got it out of him, and that's amazing. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I I. Think that was uh, that was not intentional. I think you know, like you know, who's trying to get as hype as Pat McAfee? Almost swore because of that. <laughs> that's amazing. But yeah, like I'm pretty sure Michael Cole's voice is gone after that return. You know, like he says, like yeah, he says, like you know, Brock Lesnar uh, uh, walks. He usually does his walk like you know around the ring. You know, like. Once he gets to like the commentary table, it's like Michael Cole is like, look at the size of him, <laughs> like proper, you know, a 
proper like you know like he's he he went wild in that commentary it is amazing that is amazing but yeah uh brock lesnar looks at roman uh you know uh, face to face and then roman backs away because uh yeah it's brock of course it's brock and uh paul Heyman is great as well and uh, this return is like you know like oh no like you know that proper oh no face like no please don't like no please don't like like yeah he was actually gonna get a heart attack out of, out of this return and then you know like michael cole said it perfectly you know Heyman's gonna get a heart attack like you know like he looks like he's seen a ghost like you know like no oh no this is bad but yeah um uh yeah uh Lesnar poses as SummerSlam goes off the air. After the show, Brock Lesnar F5 Cena, just in case, for a good measure, you know, like, you know, uh, to send the crowd home happy if they weren't happy enough. Uh, overall, oh my god, this is a really good pay per I want to say this is a great pay per view. I want to say this is a really good pay per view. I really do. But uh, the women's division is a very bad place right now. Uh, you have Char. You know, uh, look at the matches on the card, like the triple threat. Uh, Charlotte won. Uh, Becky squashes the whole SmackDown Women's Division, and then Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. Yeah, that Women's Division needs needs a lot of work. They really need to fix that. But other than that, like uh, there were solid matches, like um. Uh, from like uh, RK Bro versus AJ Nomas, like it's solid. Um, it really took like what uh, the last hour of the show, the last two hours of the show, which is which was only three matches, uh, to really uh, make this a very memorable pay per view, because uh, this pay per view wasn't memorable for SummerSlam. Uh, it would have been great if it was like a B. B type pay per view like uh payback or something something like that but it's not, uh not SummerSlam uh you know if if we ended on like uh, the triple threat uh, uh the Roman Roman's triple threat it would have been uh like a solid B type show but you know like the Edge versus Rollins um match was really good and then a Brock's was Brock's return is memorable. Those are the two uh, memorable moment uh, stuff that I will uh, take away from the show. And I, yeah, like, hold out, oh, wait, what? Oh, sorry, sorry, my notes was already in the takeover. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, there were, uh, yeah, it wasn't a memorable show. Uh, Except for Edge and versus Rollins and the Brock return, uh, yeah, there's also some segments that didn't need to happen, like the Miz and Morrison and the New Day, um, the Olympic gold medalists. I mean, you know, it's great for them, but like, uh, they really could have done this on Raw and not on pay per view. But eh, you know, it's why not? it's SummerSlam, so why not? So like, you know, it's SummerSlam, so why not? But yeah, uh, overall, this pay-per-view, I give it a 6.5 out of 10, which is the lowest pay-per-view I've uh, scored so far. Um, it has 
went from uh, Money in the Bank, who uh, that got an 8 out of 10. Uh, now, Money in the Bank, I believe, got an 8.5 from me. Yeah. I, I can't remember. I can't remember what I gave Money in the Bank, but I think I gave an 8, and then uh, Wrestle Grand Slam in Tokyo Dome, I gave it a 7.5. Uh, I believe I gave it a 7, but I want to uh, bring up to 7.5 because uh, the matches were, like, really good. Um, but, yeah. A couple of NBA updates uh, before we end the show here. Uh, first off, uh, Patrick De Beverly has been traded once again for uh, uh, Jared Culver and William Hernan Gomez. Patrick Be Beverly is heading to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, it really sucks for Patrick Beverly, seeing that he was a very, very key component of the Fiend the Clippers run on the playoffs and to see him get traded once again uh it's really uh it really sucks for him but uh Memphis uh they're gonna get two more assets here that they can use uh and Minnesota uh if Patrick Beverly stays there he's gonna beat them up to shape eventually and yeah uh and the other uh NBA update that I'm giving you is uh Josh Hart has re-signed with the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, apparently, I guess you know. I guess they didn't get like any good trade offers that they were gonna benefit from with the sign and trade. So they're just gonna sign him again and hope that um, uh, New Orleans do well in the upcoming season. Um, lastly, uh, I wanna I I. Wanna share uh the forward uh articles that I've been doing over the past weekend? I covered uh Manny Pacquiao versus your Dennis Ugas the uh their fight on uh the mobile arena in Las Vegas. I did a pre-match analysis of uh Ugas's playstyle and um the match analysis itself. Uh, Basically, like, uh, what I said on the article is that, um, uh, Manny, Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao, uh, really needed a knockout on, like, a couple rounds in, because, uh, in 12 rounds, uh, he didn't, uh, he didn't stand a chance with your Dennis Urgas when it comes to 12 rounds, um, and, uh, yeah, it might be, uh, favoring on uh, your Dennis if they go to 12 rounds because of his defensive calculated play style and yeah that's basically what happened here is that uh you know like uh your Dennis uh blocked a lot of um, many shots and eventually came down to the 12th round and uh Ugas won by unanimous decision uh what I didn't expect in the match is that uh Manny, like, slow, uh, as the match went on, like, um, Manny slowly, uh, slowed down, like, um, he was still, like, uh, giving, like, some good combinations, but everything was getting blocked by Ugas, and then, uh, you know, when he tries to go for, like, uh, the combination, he, uh, he 
falls like wobbling onto a like he's not like that speedy Manny Pacquiao that we usually know but uh there's a lot of uh I've seen like a lot of people like asking Manny to retire um and I put the articles that I thought it was the end of an era and I really I really think it is um uh it's it's fine like uh, money has done enough for uh have an illustrious career and you know he'll have a, a still a big legacy in boxing and in the philippines philippines in general and that's it uh but uh if you would like to check it out i have i'll have it on the description and uh yeah i'll continue to uh follow uh forward ph by the way like i will be continuing doing the articles there yes they're uh they're uh in filipino but it's fine like but yeah um other than that that is gonna be the end of the episode sorry sorry uh you know just a little uh i don't know i don't know what, i don't know what i'm doing but anyways um that is the end of the episode i'll be reviewing NXT TakeOver 36 on Friday. Uh, I'm actually uh, watching it uh, mid-processing. Uh, uh, you know, while Anchor processes my uh, recordings, uh, I'm watching it here and there. And yeah, uh, it's. I think it's. Uh, this has been a great show so far. And yeah, uh, we'll review it on Friday. And yeah. So I'll see you all on Friday. Peace.